Praise the Lord. Let me share the screen. <coughs> we have come to the, the final week. Just give me a minute, please. I'm getting something in the throat. Sorry. No problem, Pastor. We have come to the final week of our Bible study. And uh, with this, we close. And I, I pray and I guess that, uh, and I believe that these classes have helped us. And um, we have come now to the final thing called application. Application. And uh, please note, Bible is a life-transforming process. Bible study is a life-transforming process. Okay, life-transforming, you know, forever. I can do my 10th exam, 12th exam, do my professional courses, and uh, then over. Okay, I, if I want, I can continue to learn more. And, uh, but uh, no, to gain knowledge, maybe to gain skill. But then it comes to a time where, uh, you know, you retire and you give up. And uh, re yesterday I was talking to someone and uh, they were saying that uh, one of their friends, uh, now she is old and she said the next three years she wants to stop driving. She's in Singapore and she said she wants to stop driving after three years. Uh, the reason is, you know, everything has got a limit, but the Bible study is a life transforming process until we die. And uh, once you know what the passage means, you and I are responsible. Once we know what the passage means, you and I are responsible to live it. Okay, to believe it, to put that into practice. And application is the embracing of God's truth. Okay, uh, to me, it is the doing of God's word. Okay, doing of God's word. And uh, another, another uh, 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 caption that I can give is the first two, observation and interpretation gives us, you know, information. But application is to do with the transformation. First, one, first two is with the information. It tells us what it is, what it means. And the final one is transformation. And God wants us to move into this place called transformation. And we call that as application, application. You look at the scripture here. Here the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3, 16 to 17, the Bible tells us all scripture is inspired by God, uh, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness that the man of God or the women of God or the children of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, uh, this is what application is. And when we begin to apply God's word, it tells us uh, what is wrong with us. We'll, we'll see that. Uh, it will... One minute, please. The first one is doctrine. It tells us what is right. It tells us what is right uh, for us, for our living, for our ministry, for our families. 
for our decisions. The Bible instructs us. That's a doctrine. And what is uh, good for our faith, for our belief, and what our belief contains. Doctrine, it tells us what is right. And uh, it is very important. You know, we know that there are people who give uh, so many false uh, doctrines, teachings, and it's very dangerous. So a careful analysis, careful study of God's word will tell us and what is right. The next one is reproof. It tells us what is wrong. You know, it shows the wrong in our lives. It uh, tells us this is wrong, but you know, it's so different. The Bible is so different. When, if you and I are uh, were in school and when we were in school, the teacher corrects and she'll put an X mark saying this is wrong. There are some teachers who goes and writes, corrects on top of it or tells what is the right one, writes on the center, on the side, the right answer. And here you find that uh, reproof is, tells us what is wrong. And then correction, it tells us how to do right. You know, it trains, it, it, it teaches us and tells us how we can get right. If I've sinned against God, how to get right with God? If I have done something against my brothers and sisters, if I'm spoken evil, angry, uh, the Bible tells us how I can do right. Finance. If I missed uh, uh, you know, uh, investing or miss uh, handling money, it tells us how to do right, how to restore. And then instruction and righteousness. This is most beautiful. Transformation, transformation takes place, tells us how to stay right. So you find here that uh, the Bible has got a purpose. The word has got a purpose. So Bible is not just some kind of vague book given by God, you know, wherein only some old people and some, uh, you know, uh, believers and pastors should read it and understand it. But it is much more than all that. And then you remember the end reasons. Um, there are two reasons, or if you can say one reason, I put it as two reasons, end reasons, that the man or the women of God may be perfect. Think of the goal, end goal. So when I'm coming to God's word to read, this should be in my mind, Lord, I thank you. You're, today I'm coming to your word so that you can make me, lead me and make me perfect. Lead me to perfection. It's not that we will uh, attain perfection immediately, but God will continue to change us. And then it is not just perfect and say, oh, I'm a saint, I'm a good. No, but there is something more thoroughly furnished into all good works. You understand? So there are two end reasons. The Bible has got a particular way of handling uh, in our lives, handling our lives, and then gives us two reasons, that the man or the women of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. There was an uh, agnostic uh, professor. Uh, he was an agnostic uh, college professor, and he visited a tribal area for some research. And there he met a tribal uh, head, and he told the tribal head, all the bad things about what the missionaries have done. He thought the tribal head will appreciate him because the tribe, the, some of the missionaries have exploited the tribals. That's the story that goes. And the tribal leader looked at him and said, can you see that rock? He said, yes. He said, if not for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which has changed my life and our life, we would have smashed your head on the rock. And today, tonight, you would be on our dinner table for us to eat. The professor was taken aback. What happened? The word of God has transformed them. It is not just saying, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, and then continuing to eat human flesh, but it has transformed them. It has transformed them. 
And Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat is to do the will of him to uh, to, to, to do the will of him who sent me and further and to finish his work. And Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, you read, it talks about two builders. Jesus said, someone who builds on the rock and someone who builds on the sand. And you and I have to see whether we are living the word to transform us. In that case, we are building it on a rock. And J.I. Packer, he was a great man of God. He said, must, we must allow our knowledge about God to be transformed into the knowledge of God. We must allow the knowledge of God to be transformed into the knowledge of God. And uh, there are three conditions of the heart, and um, which we will see necessary condition of the heart so that we can allow the word to uh, help us. But we must be willing to submit ourselves to the all-encompassing principles found in scripture. See, there are truths and there are principles. At the end, I will show you how we can draw some principles. I don't, I don't have much time, but you can, you, you get an information, you will practice it and you will know. And uh, I wrote my uh, doctoral uh, uh, thesis uh, outline. I, I spent nearly two months to do it. It took some time and I gave it to my professor. Uh, he's, uh, uh, I'm sure Roshan knows, uh, Mr. Dr. Jacob Cherian. He's a Princeton graduate and a doctorate graduate. And uh, he, scholar, Princeton scholar, he looked at it and he sent it back to me. He said, Prem, I don't want this. You are just telling me what the Bible is saying. I don't want this. He said, I want you to tell me why the Bible is saying what, it's, what it is saying. I want you to graduate from just telling me, okay, the Bible is saying this, Bible is saying that, to a place where you will tell me what the, why the Bible is saying what it's saying. That is to get the principles from God's word. Okay, the first one, in 1 Corinthians 2.14, uh, we find a person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. Uh, without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The first one, we must be his. We must belong to him. We must be his children. You and I have to really search. If God has spoken to you yesterday about forgiveness and you come today to read something, uh, the, from God's word, and you want God to minister to you, speak to you, and enrich you, then you and I should have handled forgiveness, yesterday's forgiveness, which God has already spoken. We have to be his constantly, searching our hearts. It's not difficult. It is challenging, but it is not difficult. And the person without the spirit does not accept the thing. So you and I have to be his. And the next one is we must be hungry, and the Bible says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, we have seven screens open, including mine. And, uh, you know, you're hungry. That's why you kept this time to be here. You wanted to learn. And uh, let me tell you, and let this hunger continue. Okay, not just this eight weeks of class over, but continue with this hunger and ask God, Lord, I want you to speak to me. I want you to minister to me. One day I wanted to teach to other young people, other old people, other people in our church, in our prayer groups. I wanted to teach. I'm telling you, I have written all the names of all the people uh, to whom I should send. I will read the names and uh, you can let me know if I miss any of you. And uh, uh, tomorrow I will send this to you. Okay, all the seven, eight weeks notes, I will be posting it to you. 
so that you will have in one uh, uh, one uh, one uh, mail all the notes be hungry to learn more try to find out you know call me find out what are the books i can use to learn more about uh, god's word i'll be very happy this eight week not uh, you know not everyone has asked, nobody has asked me okay this eight week, that's okay but if you can get uh, get, get this uh, hunger in you please ask me the next one is we must be humble god's word you know is not for proud people jesus said very clearly he that has ears to hear let him hear you understand he that has ears to hear let him hear what did he mean not that we don't have ears we have ears but are we allowing that to sink into us we must be humble say lord you are god you're teaching me teach me and only to an humble soul god will begin to teach and never be proud of what you have learned what you know be humble always and god will begin to minister god created adam and eve to have fellowship with him and to live in harmony with god and in obedience and it's not difficult for you and me if you and i have that hunger and uh, god will definitely do that in your application answers the question okay what are the basic timeless truths in this book or passage when you're reading a passage look at what are the basic timeless truths that you can find in that whole book or the passage i will explain to you a little later god's love is there his power is revealed justice judgment of god or the anger of god and uh, no there are so many things you know you we you and i think that those writers have written something you know you know something when with the more i read the bible and uh, i try to learn and some of the scholars who explain god's word i am honestly amazed at the literary sense of the writers during those days they are ordinary people they are not very highly uh, qualified very ordinary people shepherds fishermen you know and uh, people who are farmers ordinary people god called them to be his prophets and how god has revealed the truth to them and how they have you know noted down this for you and me and there is so much of truth in god's word and look into the god look into god's word lord what are the basic as you read as god reveals as you interpret the scripture you see how i can interpret the scripture to my life to my life situation first and foremost and also look for themes or truths in the books of the bible i'll just give you three examples if you read the book of esther uh, there is a beautiful theme that runs it divine circumstances okay and how vasti was displaced as queen and esther was brought in and how things fell in place how the king gets a bad dream and how we begin to look at the records and how at the right time when uh the enemy uh, haman was trying to destroy the jews how god revealed to the king the jews are the ones who helped him to live and the whole thing changes you will appreciate the divine circumstances there is a beautiful theme there the book of ruth wow 
It's full of graciousness, full of, full of grace, gracious words. And you read and you find that how um, uh, Naomi is so gracious to her two daughter-in-laws and how the two daughter-in-laws want to follow her, but one says, okay, I will go. But Ruth stays back. The gracious word she spoke and look at the divine circumstances again here. How at, at the right time during the barley harvest, they come there. They come back to Bethlehem from a mob. And then how he, she goes in and she goes to the field of mob. There were so many other rich people, so many other people who had fields. But she goes into Moabite. I'm sorry, uh, 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 the field of boss. And there how he, she finds grace in the eyes of, uh, of boss. And then how gracious uh, uh, Naomi is to her daughter-in-law, encouraging her, telling her, yes, you should find a life. You know, there's graciousness in that whole story. And as you uh, go through that and look at the themes, uh, you know, you should get immersed into that and say, Lord, can I be gracious like this? Am I gracious like this in my life for the first, or first let us check and see. Am I gracious? Am I gracious to my in-laws? Am I gracious to my neighbors? Am I gracious to my colleagues? Am I wishing that others should be happy and good? Naomi was doing that to her daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law is doing that to the mother-in-law. There is another man, Boaz, who's showing graciousness to, uh, to Naomi and to, and to Ruth. Begin to put yourself into that and get those themes out and say, Lord, how can I be? How, what are the ways that I can uh, uh, apply this in my life? Jonah. Wow. You know, it's very funny. As I was reading this uh, story of Jonah, how God prepares to teach Jonah a lesson. He prepares a whale. Okay, and a big fish, he swallowed up. Then he prepares a storm and then he prepares a fish and then he prepares a, 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 a creeper with gourd. He prepares a worm and then he prepares a scorching sun uh, to, to destroy that, um, um, uh, that creeper. So you find that how God prepares ways to meet Jonah who is rebellious was angry, was upset with God who could not forgive others. And you and I can immerse ourselves in that and say, Lord, in what way can you lead me as you led Jonah? Lord, don't leave me. Lord, yes, I'm rebellious. I'm sinful. I have temptations. I have anger. I have lust. I have uh, love of money. I get worried, anxious. I complain. I find fault. These are my sins. Please don't leave me as you were with Jonah. And you and I can look out for ways in our own life, how God wants to get our attention in spite of we being rebellious and sometimes hard-hearted like Jonah. And uh, that is number one. What are the basic timely rules that you can see? And then how does this truth theme apply to my life, to my family, my job, my nation? First one is you see what is there. The second one is you, how you can apply it to your own situation, even to your nation. Be specific. God is speaking about forgiveness. I'm speaking about forgiveness again and again, about love, about helping the poor. 
being kind to unknown people, how we can help others, how I can be a help in my, in my family, how I can be a help in my neighborhood, in my job where I'm working, how I can be kind. I'll tell you, I was, um, I was 25, I think, 24, 25 years old. I was conducting a sports meet, All India sports meet, and I was in charge of sports in my college where I was teaching in the catering college in Bangalore. And I had to visit uh, the director of sports opposite Martha's Hospital. There is a youth uh, uh, center and I had to go meet the director of sports so that I, we can hire their facilities. So I went to meet the director. They said, you have to meet the director. I went to meet the director and the board outside was, his name was there, an IPS officer. He was an, a retired IPS officer. I was really, I was only 24, 25. I was, I think 24, I think. I was really scared to meet that police officer. I don't know how to speak, what to do. I went inside, really I went inside. I went inside to meet him. You know, he was so kind. He said, please come, look at me. I'm 24. He's such a man with a big physique and a nice mush, handsome man. He said, please sit down. Please sit down, sir. I sat down. And uh, then he asked me, what can I do for you? I was, I became very ease, very uh, at ease immediately. And then I told him my requirement. He takes the phone, the intercom, he calls up each department, which I've told him, which are the halls that I wanted, each hall in charge he calls up. He introduces himself. He tells good morning to them. And he tells them, are in these dates, are these things available? I was shocked. Such a man, IPS officer, he would have seen so many uh, big, big politicians, others, but you're a small young boy. He's talk I was not married. He's talking so kindly to me. And as I sat there, I was admiring him. And as he helped me, I came out. I made within myself a decision. I want to be gracious like this man. I don't want anybody who comes to me ever to think I'm somebody big. I want them to feel big whenever they come to me. And fairly, it has helped me a lot in my life. We can go through the scriptures. I'm not, please don't get me wrong. I'm not boasting. I'm just saying it has helped me. I was not like that. It helped me. And it is still helping me. And examine, we have to examine ourselves. Are we like this? When you look into the scripture, See what it says and what is our life. Look for application in the light of your own personal life. The next one, relate the passage to yours. That's very important. Don't relate it to somebody else. Summarize truth that seem to apply to you, to me. I have to look at myself first. I can't say, look at this police officer. He's so gracious. Look at this man. He's so arrogant. Not like that. I look at the police officer. He's such a gracious man, IPS officer. How I can be gracious, apply to myself. How does the meaning of this passage apply to me? Again, forgiveness, kindness, helping the poor, needy, how it can apply. Am I so? How I can take steps to do it? Okay, we will see the next one. In view of these truths, what changes should I make in my life? For example, money. Maybe you are thinking the more I have, uh, I have to be careful about my money. You know, uh, I was recently speaking to a friend uh, from US and uh, he was telling me, he's from Andhra and he said, Pastor, when I had once, when I was in, in, in Andhra, after finishing my college, he said, I had 500 rupees with me. 
and there was a service and there the preacher asked for money for ministry so i went and put 500 rupees in that 500 rupees i put into the offering bag not realizing what i will do for my food it was many years ago and then he said something very interesting within one week i got a nice job i am happy i was happy then now i am in the us and i am earning so much of money but i am not able to give like how i used to give because now i am calculating i feel ashamed of myself you understand so when i have less money i am willing to give but i have more money i am not willing to give what are the truth the bible tells uh, you know you give out of your bread to the poor not you give excess of bread to the poor read that scripture in proverbs i'm not able to remember where it is it says you give out of the bread out of your bread to the poor that is generosity not generosity is not that you know we give because i have plenty no out of mine i want to give that's what jesus did in view of these uh, scriptures what are the changes i should make in my life and how do i plan to carry out these changes be specific what is the plan of action you want to write a letter to someone because you wanted to ask forgiveness or do you want to forgive somebody and say i forgive you for what you have done i still love you what is the plan of action how do you plan to carry out think of that pray over it it's very important and then finally commit these changes to the lord in prayer this is very very important because change does not happen by our own strength we our hearts are important we are made in god's image that's why you find that even people like um sai baba and others are involved in building hospitals he built an hospital where they treat the poor people whenever i think of it i always think because it's the because of god's image even though it is marred it there is an image of god that's why there's kindness we find in the world even from other people so we find that there are good things in us but there are also many bad things and with the with my because my human weakness i can't do good things which god want and the scripture tells us thoroughly furnish unto all good works you understand not just doing good to others i'm talking about doing good to my own soul how i can change how god can transform my the way i think you know mind is a workshop where good things can come out or bad things can get in and begin to you know corrupt all the good things and shut the good things out and uh, pray for the mind every day let that be a main point and uh, paul writing to the philippians he said um he told he told let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus and he also said okay whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there be any virtue any praise think on these things keep that prayer on your lips lord i want my mind to dwell on your word what i can get out of it so that my life changes and becomes beautiful uh, remember application must be based on correct observation and accurate interpretation 
of the word of God. Otherwise, there is a wide possibility of error. The first two steps, observation and interpretation. You and I need help. Outside help, yes, help of the Holy Spirit. And as you spend time into observing and interpreting accurately, when you say accurate interpretation, I'm saying there is no error. There will be no error in that. If you're humble, the Spirit of God will teach you and me. And when we can do that, we will be able to apply the word correctly into our lives. Otherwise, it will be a problem. For example, I told you last week how a group called Children of God, uh, uh, they twist the word, love one another. It means in that community, the author of that, uh, the, not the author, the founder of that group is called David Berg, B-E-R-G, David Berg. And uh, he comes to a place where he, he falls in sin with his secretary. His wife sees and he shuts her mouth. And then he legalizes this immorality in the, in that uh, community. And he tells, there is no such thing as, you know, having husband and wife relationship. Anybody in that community can have physical relation with anyone. And he goes to such a level of evil that he tries to lay his hands upon his own daughter. I don't know her name. Her name is either Rebecca Berg or Dorothy Berg, one of those names. And uh, she is married and he tries to molest her and uh, giving a lot of uh, reasons. She is so frightened of her father. Finally, she tells her husband and she and her husband escape from the community, go to a different place and hiding. And finally, they find the Lord Jesus as their personal savior. And then she writes that book called Inside Story of the Children of God. I don't know whether it, online it's available or it's still available. If you find to read it, it's a very pa painful book. It's a sad book. I read it long back. The Inside Story of Children of God. And how she comes out to tell all the story about what's happening inside that Children of God community. And they keep changing the names. So why? Because they have interpreted the scripture wrongly and they have applied it differently. I'm sure you're able to understand what it means. The next one, the most effective application takes place as you go before the Lord and talk with him about those things you have read, seen, heard, and carefully studied and meditated. The most effective application takes place as you go before the Lord and talk with him. Please understand, talk with God. Prayer is one thing. You take your requests, your needs to God in prayer. And this is the most important need. And talk to God. Say, Lord, help me. And I, will I, will, I can assure you, you will find the powerful spirit of God coming close to you, filling you, and guiding you into the truth. And uh, as you uh, go see the scripture, as you read, as you see what is there, and uh, what you hear, from others who are preached. And as you carefully studied and meditated, ask God to help you to apply those truths. And don't forget the observa uh, that observation, interpretation, application lead to transformation. That's very, very important. Ultimately, the goal of personal Bible study is a transformed life. 
and a deep and abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. Through it, you change from glory to glory into the image of God. We are transformed. We are transformed into the image of God from glory to glory. And we are weak people. Please understand. We are humans. We live in a fallen world. We have a fallen nature. And we are living in the flesh. But that is not an excuse for us to live the way we are. But at the same time, we should be humble to know that we are weak and we are prone to any type of temptation and sin. And the best thing is to abide in God and say, Lord, I want to be in you. Help me. Whenever you move out from God because of any reason, ask God to help you to get back to him through the word as you read the word. Don't allow even a single, single sentence, single truth to escape your life. Search your heart. I told you about C.T. Studd, a cricketer who prayed for England as well as for uh, UK. He, in his old age, he became a missionary and in his old age, as a missionary, one day in the candlelight, uh, uh, he was sitting and reading his Bible. And somebody asked him, what are you doing, city? He said, I'm searching the scriptures to know if I missed out obeying any of what God has told in the Bible. I'm searching to know that. And let that be your, uh, your, uh, your mind and my mind. I'm sure we will be able to enjoy God's word. And with this, I'm closing uh, the inductive Bible study, but I'm going to take you through some passages wherein you can learn how you can apply. You can turn your Bibles to John chapter 21. If you have your Bibles, I'll stop share. And uh, you can turn your Bibles to John chapter 21. There is a very interesting passage from John 21 verses 18 onwards. Of course, you can read from 15, but you know what is there already. But you can read from 18 onwards to uh, 22. Pray, uh, prayerfully pray first, prayerfully read it. And uh, tell me what are the what what principle you can learn from here? What principle? I'm not saying what things are happening here. Okay, it's very simple. It's given here. What are the principle you can draw? I'll give you about uh, five minutes, please. Please quickly, uh, prayerfully read it and get back to me. John chapter twenty-one verses eighteen to twenty-two.
if anybody is ready you can you can uh, tell me three minutes over two more minutes anybody has finished you can uh, tell otherwise we'll wait Anybody finish? Okay, uh, because I have got another passage also. Anybody finished? You have to tell me yes or no so that uh, what you understand, or at least what you understand, you let me know, please. Are you there? Uh, yes, Pastor. Yeah, please uh, unmute and keep. And um... I understood two things, Pastor. Tell me. One, uh, one is uh, Jesus uh, asked Peter to deny himself and follow him. That is, he can't uh, follow his own desires like he used to do before. After okay. following him, he has to submit to the others for uh, all these things he are doing. And okay. another one is uh, we have to go in our own track. We should not bother about others, how they are coming. Because he's asking what will happen to John. Uh, we have to follow Jesus in our own track. Okay, okay, good. The second, the second one is very close to what I wanted to say, very close. Anyone else? Pastor, verse 18 and 19, it shows how will be the death of Peter. Uh, it tells the prophecy of uh, Peter's death, uh, Pastor. And he asked uh, Peter to follow him and not to look into others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, tell me, tell tell me. Okay, thank you. Um, oh. uh, 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 anyone else? 
Even I thought of the same thing, Pastor. Okay. Yeah, the same. Okay. What? Thank you. Now, uh, here you find, um, uh, we look into the passage, look into the scripture, please. Uh, in verse 18, uh, we know from 17, Jesus say, feed my sheep. And uh, Jesus here tells him about what type of death he will face. You understand? And uh, Peter's walking, picture that. Okay, now you have to picture. Peter is walking with Jesus. Maybe Jesus has put his arms around Peter and telling him, Peter, this is going to be your life. Okay, you're feeding my sheep. You're taking care of my people. Yes, you said you love me. Very good. But remember one thing. You're going to have a horrible death. Um, can any doctor tell us like that? And you know from where it's coming? From the mouth of Jesus. Isn't it shocking? Okay, and tell him, Peter, this is going to happen to you. You're not going to like it, but you have to face it. You're going to die like this. As, some, as Sister Jebusilma said, it's a prophecy. And, uh, and Peter was going. And after some time, Peter turns. Then verse 20, turns around, you know, and uh, saw the, Jesus followed, loved following. Jesus loved following. That means John, it was John. You have to look on to see who it is, John, because here the Bible says John, uh, John is here. And John walks behind. And Peter looks at him and tells Jesus, Jesus, what about him? And Jesus tells him, if he has to live till I come, what is that to you? When I read this, I've read this many times. And a few years ago, when I was reading this passage, it really ministered to me. And the principle that, as you said, I can draw from here is that whatever the Lord gives me, I have to take it. It will be life for others, death for me, but it's coming from same Savior, same God. Others will have a different type of ministry. I will have a different type of ministry. I can't look at others' ministry and others' thing and think that they should do like me. Peter was thinking they should be like me. What is going to happen to him? He was inquisitive. He wants to know what's going to happen to him, as you said. But Jesus saying, no, whatever is given to you, you take it. About him, don't be bothered. If he has to live, what is that to you? Can you think of Peter's mind at that time? Just think of it. It would have been, it would have been crushing. He would have thought, why death for me and life for him? And that also till second coming of Jesus. I mean, we didn't mean that he will not die. You read in the passage later. What Jesus said was a comparison. So what principle I can draw? I have to be willing to accept whatever God gives my life. My neighbor, someone who don't believe, or maybe a relative, a friend who does not believe in the Lord, may be doing well in life. Their children's marriage will be well. Their uh, jobs will be good, very nice. You and I should not look at that and feel sad and, uh, and, uh, and down. Instead, we should be happy for them 
at the same time we should know that my life belongs to god and god gives everything you understand you draw the principal comparisons and life for john death for peter and both are disciples and jesus is putting his arms around and telling him about his death so it's very difficult but that's what christian life is i have to be willing to surrender to god's will finally whatever it is hope you understand it and hope you like it one more passage i would like to take your attention to is in deuteronomy from the old testament i wanted to teach you pastor uh, yes please tell me uh, i have a doubt pastor yes uh, uh, here in the verse uh, 20 uh, john is asking lord who is the one who betrays you know pastor that is with whom uh, to whom means with reference to whom he is asking that question pastor john is asking uh, jesus yes, lord who is the one who betrays you yeah where is that passage you tell me uh, 20 verse pastor 20th yeah uh, this one jesus loud following who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said lord who is the one who betrays you that is in the last supper you know uh, john the baptist john, john, sorry john the apostle uh, he was leaning on jesus's breast you okay. understand Okay, and okay. and in that last supper he was asking jesus when jesus said uh, he that dippeth the meat uh, the bread with me in the thing is uh, going to betray me john is immediately asking lord who's that one who's going to betray you okay okay you understand okay okay ah uh, that is what is uh, mentioned i think it is in john chapter 13 if you go through i don't have time if you can go through there john is asking who's the one who's going to betray hmm Okay. and um, uh, i think it's john 13 or oh, you go through it in the john you'll find it that is okay. the reference where john is giving about him because this is written by john okay 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 and um, uh, verse 24 this is the disciple who testifies of these thing and wrote these thing and we know that the testimony is true you know in the ancient world when they wrote they always wrote it sometimes in the first uh, uh, first person sometimes in the second person okay here is writing in second person and we know that his testimony is true okay not somebody else testimony but john's testimony is putting it as a second person okay okay not in the first person okay, okay thank you uh, deuteronomy chapter 2 i'll tell you the background uh, of this uh, passage that ministered to me um many years ago you know i was jealous of something let me be very honest you know something happened and i was very becoming jealous and that bothered me that bothered me so much i did not have peace and i went to god's presence and i went into a room i said lord i want you to deal with this jealousy once and for all in my life and i want you to put a full stop to it i want you to help me to overcome and minister to me speak to me how i can view when something good is happening to someone how i can see it and this is the passage that the spirit of god led me to read and we will read from verse 1 onwards deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 1 then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the red sea as the lord spoke to me and we skirted mount seir for many days and the lord spoke to me saying you have 
skirted this mountain long enough, turn northward and command the people saying, you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourself carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land, no, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat, and you may also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you are trudging through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and have lacked nothing. You know, it's a powerful uh, passage that ministered to me. And I would ever be grateful to God for speaking to me from this passage. And I'll tell you, it has helped me so much in life to be happy when good things happen to others. You know, the Bible here tells us there is people of Israel that is the descendants of Jacob. And Esau is Jacob's brother. And their descendants have inhabited Mount Seir. And God says, I have given it to them. You understand? I have given it to them. And, uh, and God says, you should not Think of even grabbing a small foot. One footstep also you will not get. Even water you will not take free. You have to pay for it. Bread you have to pay for it. And who are they? Who was Esau? Esau was someone who had, who had sold his birthright. And he could not get his birthright back even though he cried and asked. He never got back. But God in his graciousness gives him a place. And not only gives him a place, God also protects him and says, Israel, you may be my people, but you're not going to touch them. I will not allow that to happen. No way. Look at the heart of God. And then he says, you go. You know why? He said, I have given Mount Seir for children of Esau to dwell. And as I was reading this passage, I'm sure you would have got cleared by now what I mean by jealousy. God began to speak to me. He said, Prem, I have given Mount Seir for Esau. Like that, I have given that something good for them. You may not like them or you may not uh, agree with them, but I gave them. It is my giving to them. But for children of Israel, it was not Mount Seir, but Something else far away, a land flowing with milk and honey. If they keep their eyes on Mount Seir and wanted to grab that land, they will get it because they are numerous, but they will miss out the land that flows with milk and honey far away. You understand? So the Spirit of God mentioned to me, spoke to me and said, Prem, always kept a land flowing milk and honey for you. Don't look at what others get it. Don't be jealous. Be happy. I have given. I am behind them. It is not them. It is I who is behind giving what others have. And I am behind you and what you receive in your life. Be very careful. And not only that, 
in verse 7 he says for the lord your god has blessed you in all the work of your hands and he knows you're trudging through this great wilderness you know what you're going through in your life and all these years god has been good to you god has taken care and now why are you upset and jealous of somebody else receiving something in life and these 40 years the lord your god has been with you you have lacked nothing if that was important for you i would have given you the mount seir that is not important for you i am keeping your land that's flowing with milk and honey i tell you it melted my heart if such truths god begins to speak to me imagine can i can i resist it i don't think you will resist this at all in your life it transformed the way i saw what's happening to others and not only that it helped me to look within me and know that i have nothing to boast about my life my education my home my family my children their education my job and my ministry my gift my talent my skill everything i know is a gift from god and i see more talented people gifted people skillful people or even less skillful than me more famous than me i know lord for me this is what you have kept like you told peter this is for john this is for you similarly for these people mount seir is for esau but for you a land flowing with milk and if you keep your eyes on this you will miss out that you choose what you want really god ministered to me and helped me and god transformed me the thinking the way i looked at uh, life so i wanted to encourage you you know when you are studying god's word don't take it lightly don't uh, think you know it's some information you know for us to know history for us to preach i must read the bible today because if i don't read something will happen to me nothing will happen even if you don't read the bible for one year you understand no but evil will come because we find the worldly people like that what i mean is don't equate reading the bible with something good happening that's what i meant i'm not saying don't read the bible read the bible every day meditate study prayerfully look into god's scripture and things will change in your life i've i've taken these two passages as an example we don't have time and um, i will send the notes to all of you you have any questions or you wanted to uh, say something add to this you can please do please now we have about few minutes three minutes more thank you for joining faithfully god bless you and about the next um, bible study i think pastor will decide uh, from february and uh, we will be closing for christmas and uh, pray for me for my doctoral thesis i'm really finding so many challenges and i want you to please uh, pray uh, for me that i will be able to sit and do it because my my uh, mentor uh, is highly qualified and uh, you know i'm looking like a small um, what do you say dwarf in front of him the way he expects things from me and uh, but he's guiding me he's helping me okay and i'm happy with that but i still feel a uh, very um, uh, i won't say weak i feel inadequate but i know the lord will help me and but i want your prayers thank you anything you wanted to add or you want to say please tell me
Pastor, uh, I just wanted to thank you for these sessions, Pastor. Like, can I, you can you tell me louder? Uh, can you hear me, Pastor? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Just wanted to thank you for these sessions. Like, uh, I have not been attending every session, but still, this has encouraged to. Uh, earlier, you just read by and forget and pray and get. So instead of just reading by, I've learned to. even if i read a small passage learn to spend time understanding and thinking about it so just wanted to thank you pastor oh thank you thank you uh, roshan it encourages me thank you and i wanted to tell you please don't be carried away by the quantity of chapters you have to read or read the bible in one year and finish it no to the rest of the life even if you're going to sit with only one book of the bible please do nothing wrong but the only thing is you will miss out what i do is i read um one chapter from the old testament one chapter from the new testament that is the gospels and one chapter from the epistles i read i meditate and pray and uh, sometimes i would skip epistles and then i will go to uh, the proverbs uh, psalms and i will read one from the old testament historical books uh, then i would go to psalms and proverbs you know one one Uh, meditate and then i would do the gospels and gospels i wanted to keep in touch with the gospels uh, because i learned it uh, from uh, reverend billy graham who said that gospels tells about the life of jesus and the book of acts so it's important that we keep uh, keep in touch with the gospels and the book of acts so that our faith you know in god and his power is you know is kept in tagline we are connected with what jesus said and done and did in the world it will help Well, there are different ways of doing it, and uh, spend some time in something which is going to have eternal consequences. And more than uh, you know that, uh, what I would uh, be very very happy is one day when you tell me, Pastor, I am teaching this to someone else into a small group. I'm not saying like this. If you get a chance like this, please do it. If you get a chance to preach elsewhere, please do it. I'm going to give you the complete note. Nothing I will keep the entire notes. I'm going to give it to you, and uh, so I will do that. Please say. anything you wanted to add say thank you pastor uh, for the study and for, uh, personally for me your all your personal experiences like this uh, deuteronomy chapter 2 what you said i mean we never think like that mm. what uh, god's the way god spoke to you yes. i mean that's been a blessing you know i mean we uh, like we read the bible but uh, those kind of experiences that you have had and that you share that makes us more you know it gives us more uh, what do you i just don't know what to say uh, it's been a blessing for me Praise those experiences God, that you have had the experience Praise that God. you told of when you were in college and you went to meet that person yes yes so when you see the humility in them uh, we also yeah. want to be you know humble and love everybody the way uh, god loved the others and uh, your examples have been really good So, oh praise god praise god thank you pastor thank you very this much. is something which i really cherish and uh, i wish uh, that all of us i'm sure the lord will help all of us to yes. have such experience we all learn we all keep on learning till we die and uh, as we are humble to learn god will deal with us and teach us yes pastor thank you thank very you. much thank, thank you thank you pastor for thank your you. wonderful teaching praise god thank you sister preeti thank you thank you all thank you uh, pastor thank you pastor thank you thank you dr priscilla uh, thank you shelly thank you sister bisil thank you, thank you, 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 you sheila thank you thank you thank you
Thank you. I'll just uh, read out these. Yes. I uh, the passages you give now, Pastor. If yeah. I go on reading and reading, I'm not getting as you are explaining. Yours is completely different and it is effective. But uh, when I go through that, uh, that ideas are not coming. Oh, I Pastor. Wow, Sister. Now you have learned how to see. You understand? I learned somewhere. You understand, Sister? As I depend on the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and also seeing the way others. Uh, interpret and draw principles. Uh, I immediately thought I should also draw, learn principles from God's word, and that has helped me. You understand? And now we have gone through the class. Uh, definitely, over a period of time, as you sit and uh, dwell, uh, I guarantee you, you will come out better than what I'm doing. You understand? Because you have a hunger, okay, and you will do better. So don't feel discouraged. Don't give up. Uh, it needs uh, it needs the co uh, connection with the Holy Spirit which you will be having and over a period of time and then plus your experience, your senses will be uh, tuned, trained to grasp from God's word. Okay. Like for example, I'll just give you one example. I've been reading uh, John 21 for a long time today for to teach. I was going through it um, because the scripture I learned some time ago, but something new I picked up today. You know, in John 21, you can read it. Very interesting. Uh, the disciples were not able to catch fish. Jesus said, you throw it on the right side and you will catch some. Use that, uh, look at that word, some, verse 6, or little, you will catch some. But in verse 11 of John 21, the Bible says, they caught large fish. Okay, not some, uh, Jesus, but they caught large fish, 153, and the net did not break. And as I began to dwell on it, I began to compare some, Large fish, 153. So that means God's mathematics is entirely different. I put it on the Facebook. God's mathematics is entirely different. For you, some means little. But for God, some means large and 150. And the net did not break. Now when it says large fish, I don't think it will be the fishes that we have seen in the market. The fishermen would have thrown a big net. 153 large fish inside the net. So I began to meditate on God's mathematics. Mathematics. I realized that you and I, when we say some, it is little. But when God says some, it is more. So I concluded it is better to receive some from God than me trying to get plenty on my own health, on my own effort. You understand, sister? All of okay. you? Okay. Okay. So over a period of time, when you begin to dwell and sit and think and ask God to help you, he will teach. Because I've read that passage several times, but today that, uh, that truth came to me. I think yesterday and today I put it on the Facebook as a meditation. So it will happen. Thank you. Pastor. Okay. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Now, I just uh, read to you some of these uh, things that I have. Uh, June's Leo, I think it's Preeti Mala, sister. One minute, uh, I, yes, James, James Leo. Leo. Okay, yeah, and Dr. Prisla, your email ID is there. Sister J 